Welcome to Creative Abundance with Aubrey Westland. I'm Aubrey, your host. Over the past decade, I've ventured through the world of entrepreneurship, launching three businesses from the spark of an idea to thriving ventures. And now I'm eager to share those insights with you. Here, creativity and finance don't just coexist, they harmonize. Join me as we plant ideas, nurture dreams, and collectively harvest the riches of creative abundance. Hi friends, welcome to the first Creative Abundance podcast of the year. I barely even know what day it is to be honest with you, so (laughs) I would not say that I've made any New Year's resolutions. I have thoughts, I have some goals and ideas, but kind of going along with what I talked about last week with the themes of late winter, I am not ready to just get up and go. I This week I've honestly still been doing kind of like the bare minimum and part of that is because my daughter's still home from school and we're just enjoying our days and taking it really lazy and slow. And also I'm just, I'm not ready yet. I don't have that energy, that capacity that we talked about. And it's still a dead of winter. It's still nighttime. And I'm still like in my goblin hibernation (laughs) phase of the year. So all that to say, I did do this really lovely, I don't know what you would call it. It was like a Zoom call, but... My friend Laurel Flynn, who is an amazing tarot reader and just like, she's, she's not even, I wouldn't just call her a tarot reader. She's like an intuitive coach. I don't know. Like she, she's helped me so much. I've done a couple sessions with her and I just feel like I don't even think about the cards because she's just kind of like speaking to me as like a coach in a way, but yeah, anyway, she did this call on Sunday that was just kind of like about preparing our soil and she gave us some really wonderful journal prompts and time to journal and chat a little bit and she also is like very seasonally based in her business and, you know, I go to this thing just because like she's amazing and I would go to anything that she puts on. But um, yeah, just through like journal prompts and meditation, it was just really great to kind of take that time to review the past year and look at like, what have I, what have I outgrown? Who have I become? Just kind of like the transformations that I've gone through and focus on the health of my soil and she said this phrase emptying out to make space for the new year and that's kind of like what we focused on releasing things letting things go um she led us through really wonderful breathwork meditation exercise and yeah it was just a really great way to start the new year and definitely like had thoughts about the year ahead but it was also just kind of nice to like wrap up 2023 with a nice little bow well it wasn't a pretty bow but 
let's just say it was a nice way to kind of have closure for the past of the past year of 2023 and look to the year ahead. So yeah, I did that and I definitely have some thoughts and some goals for this year, but I'm just kind of letting them simmer for a bit. And like I said before, spring is really that time for me when I start to, I kind of have more a more concrete idea of what I want to accomplish this year. And I have them, I have more energy, energy to like, go for it, you know, go all out, go at it and make my plans and start putting them in motion. So you will probably be hearing about that more in the coming months. And also I'll kind of, you know, do the same thing that I did last week and share with you all about how, you know, how things change for me in the spring and how I use that energy. So that is coming. But I, let's see, today I wanted to talk about some unexpected benefits to stock photography because, I don't know, just things have been coming up a lot lately as I've been chatting with some of my clients and, you know, things that some of my students have brought up to me that they love about stock photography. And I kind of wanted to share some of these things with you because they might, you know, spark an idea or some motivation for you get, you know, some fire lit under your bum (laughs) to get your stock photo portfolio rolling this year, whether you've, you know, put any energy into it at this point or not. This is a really great thing to focus on in these quieter winter months, especially with a lot of you being photographers and just having less client work typically you know I know a lot of you are probably working on your websites and working on bringing in those bookings for this summer but I know also you've got a lot of downtime and rather than just filling it with you know Netflix binges or whatever you do maybe work on your stock portfolio while you're binging Netflix okay so um Okay, so the first benefit that is kind of unexpected is that stock photography kind of can kind of allow you to build like some social proof, some credibility because this is a way that your photos can more easily be licensed by big name brands and companies. I don't know if I mentioned some of these before, but I've had companies, publications like Food and Wine, Parents Magazine, Real Simple Magazine, license my photos. And you know, I have screenshots of some of them on their websites. And I've had people like send me pictures that they've come across in like magazines or newspapers and they recognized it as being mine um and this is something you know you can like kind of brag about a little bit right like you can say your work has been featured by parents magazine you can say your work's been featured like you've worked with oprah or whatever right because you have you've you've provided your photos for their needs and 
they have deemed them worthy of being used and being on brand for their well-established company. So I think that's kind of a cool thing that can also set you apart. You know, say you're a wedding photographer, like how cool would that be to have those logos on like on your page saying, you know, it just gives you that credibility. Um, And also if you are wanting to branch out and say work with more magazines or publications and you can say that those are some of your past clients because they are they have used and trusted you your photography and so I think that's something yeah that's like often overlooked and I think a big reason is just because when someone licenses our work we don't, you know, get a list of who has licensed our work and what that is being used for. So it's kind of like a treasure hunt. You got to kind of keep your eyes open, do your Google image reverse searches, things like that. You kind of have to go out and find them yourself. But when you do, it's super, super exciting. And I've had um, past students reach out to me, you know, they found their own pictures in like Bloomberg and just random places that you would never expect. So, um, and I think that's also another thing that you wouldn't expect, you know, when you're asking someone to sign a model release and you tell them that this is a possibility. Like a lot of people are like, sure, I'll be a model. I would love to see my face up on a billboard, you know? So yeah, that's the first thing. The second thing I would say, and Obviously, like passive income is kind of like the big thing. That's why many of us want to get into stock photography. But even just thinking about in the beginning, like how stock can pay for your trips and your vacations. And I will say that for me, this has been like 100% true. I can't think of one trip where I spent more on that trip than I made in the stock photos after the fact. Like, especially when I'm, you know, just like doing road trips or like trips within the U.S., I feel like, yeah, it it has always paid off. Like for me to bring my camera with me on that trip or vacation and take stock photos And I'm actually going to be doing a workshop in the spring or the summer about this because I want to be able to give people the tips and the knowledge to take your camera on vacation and get the right shots that you need in order to pay off. I just say pay off because it's not like it's something that can pay for your trip ahead of time. But if I were to add up like everything I spend on any trip then and then compare that to my stock earnings in like the six months to a year after the stock earnings always go above the amount that I spent on the trip I'm not the one I'm not like a hundred percent sure on was when I went to Europe for like two or three weeks and And honestly, part of that was just because I got so burnt out after week one. I just wanted to go home. So I probably didn't take as many photos as I could have. But that one probably came close. And it was also obviously the most 
expensive trip I've taken in recent years too. So I don't know 100%. I can't say 100%, but I'd say like 90% of all trips I've taken, especially if they are, you know, within the U.S., always pays off. So similar to what we just talked about with the traveling and having stock pay off, you know, after the fact, I feel like it can also go for if you're someone who kind of wants to get out of your box and start building up a portfolio of a different subject matter or get into, you know, a completely different style of work rather than trying to go out there and get clients to hire you, you know, and even maybe even confusing people when you're like, I'm not quite ready to completely pivot from say family photography to studio work, but I want to, you know, get to feel it out and see how I like it, get some practice in that sort of thing. That's where stock photography can really come in and aid you in that process. You know, for me, it's kind of like, it's hard to be motivated to create work that I'm not going to get paid for, even if it's something I enjoy when it comes to photography. It's just been a job for too long. So a few years ago, I was really interested in food photography, and I still am, but it's just not something I want to pursue full-time. So anyways, I just decided a lot of my stock work that year was going to be food photos and also like developing recipes because at the time I had just like a fun food style blog, food gardening blog. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was just kind of an outlet, like a creative outlet for me. And I got a lot of practice in and I learned a lot about food photography and how to shoot photos. And yeah, I just gained a lot of experience that way. And I was able to come up with, you know, out of the box ideas. I didn't have to rely on, you know, say like what a client wanted from me or, you know, any sort of restrictions that I would have to if I was like trying to go get client work. And I was just able to do that. And I really focused on like seasonal photos seasonal dishes like fall soups and summer citrus and things like that but I also kind of got to develop my style and now if I you know had a project shooting food like I would know what to do I did it enough that I kind of got it figured out and I feel like maybe not a pro but like an intermediate food photographer and that's I think that's just a great skill to have on my tool belt So it's kind of, you know, even if it's like, say you want to pivot, you can put out a model call on like Facebook groups. I've done this before. Put out a model call to like brands if you want to like shoot more with brands and actually build up a portfolio of work. Also get paid for it for years down the line and do what you want and like really have fun and get creative. I used to do this a lot. I would do artist dates. If you've ever read The Artist's Way, one of the, um, it's a great book by the way, but there's like two exercises that she teaches you to do. The first one is morning pages, which is like three free write, just journaling pages every morning. 
and it really like helps you clear your mind and then just like get your ideas out of your head, that sort of thing. I highly recommend doing that. But the other one is the artist date. And this is like, I think three hours just doing something you enjoy. I kind of broke the rules, obviously, by making it stock photography. But at the same time, I was doing like really creative photography and really like out there subject matter that, you know, I would really never get hired to do, but it was like my dream work. And that's the thing, like if you create a portfolio of dream work, that's how you attract your dream clients. So it can help you as you build up your portfolio as well. And this goes for any type of photography. And similarly, if there's, say there's like a bunch of photo equipment that you want to buy, what I would do is I would save up for that first piece of equipment and rather than like saving it for something really special or like you know I feel like a lot of times we do this we're like we'll buy like an experimental lens or something say like a tilt shift lens but then we'll save it for like that really cool client that you know is going to be totally on board for it and you just like set it aside and you never use it or you use it like once or twice a year Tell yourself, if I if I buy this, I have to plan five stock photo shoots in the next three months and use this. And, you know, kind of like plan my shoot around this, whatever it is, the lens or camera or whatever. And, you know, see where that takes you. See if that could actually pay for the next thing on your wish list. I've done this, like, with a lot of props. So, like, when I was getting into... St- to food photography. I bought these really great backdrops that like clip together and they're kind of expensive. So I would just invest in one at a time. The first one I got was like the simple, like it had the simple white marble look to it. And as I started to sell photos, I said, okay, I can invest in this a little bit more. And yeah, that's how I like paid for my equipment and also like motivated myself to earn it too. So yeah, that's another, I think that's another benefit for stock photography. And of course you can do that in your photo business as well. But I think sometimes we talk ourselves out of certain, you know, pieces of equipment or gear or even like accessories that we want. And I don't know, why not spoil yourself? Kind of treat it as a side hustle to buy some of those extra things that maybe you don't necessarily need, but you really, really want. And if they'll encourage you to be more creative and step outside the box a little bit, then I'm all for it. The last unexpected benefit that I wanted to bring up today is the fact that clients, brands, businesses, designers can actually contact you through your stock portfolio, your stock agency. So a lot of these agencies, they feature who the photographer is. It's not like you're just, well, for the most part, you're not just thrown into like a pool of photos and there, you know, there's like, you get credit for your work and you typically have a page where you can like upload your photo and add information about who you are and what you do and oftentimes brands will reach out to photographers individually 
And I know this to be true because one of my mentors, he actually got his start in photography as a stock photographer. So he was initially, you know, just doing shoots so that he could license his photos as stock photography. No other photo experience really. But anyways, and now he is a commercial photographer who shoots for big name brands. And they all found him through stock photography. He didn't do any like I mean, he had a he had and still has a very simple website where he shares his work. But it was really just through his agency that they discovered him. They liked his work, you know, and sit Often like these customers will come back if they love something that they find in your portfolio, they'll keep coming back when they need something else. And if you're able to continue to deliver that even in your portfolio, then why wouldn't they reach out to you directly, right? And and you still have the right to license your photos on your own. Even, the, even if your agency is exclusive, meaning that they're the only stock agency that you can license your photos through, you can still license them directly to the customer yourself or feature them on your website. So I hope this episode kind of opened your eyes, maybe gave you some ideas, some ways to work towards some of your goals in 2024. If you have any questions about any of this, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I love being able to just kind of share your questions also on stories because if you have a question, very, very likely someone else has the same questions. When I, anytime that I do like ask me anything, AMAs, I get the same question like over and over again. So don't be afraid to ask. Stock Photography Academy is still open for enrollment and I actually just put up all the information about it this week on my website so i'll link that so that you can read all about it i built this beautiful sales page with frequently asked questions and everything that's included this time so the early bird sale is over but i promise you it's still worth every penny there is also the option i just added this to do a three-month mentorship with me, a private mentorship. You would be doing this one-on-one with me through Voxer and kind of have me like guide you through the course in the first three months. You'll have a private Voxer channel so you can actually directly send me questions and get my personalized responses. You can send me screenshots of photos if you have questions about them or if you have trouble, I just felt like this was something when I did Image Alchemy, which was like my more intimate stock photo program, which I don't think I'll be doing anymore. Sorry if you missed out. Anyways, when I did that, I felt like the students really utilized having Voxer and being able to contact me directly and ask me those really personalized specific questions the issues they're running into so I brought that in as an option so now you have that option and it lasts three months so if you want to add that onto the course that is actually on sale right now I think it's on sale for $7.97 and $7.997 as an add-on and that's for the entire three months 
And then I have also added some payment plans. Well, one payment plan that is spread out over nine months, or you can pay in full and save a little money, or you can pay in full and choose after pay. So there are a lot of options. There's also PayPal. I know that a lot of people like to use PayPal. So that has all been added as well. So get go check out that page, take a look, read all about it. Of course, DM me if you have any questions. I'm happy to talk you through it. But you also just need to go look because I created these amazing visuals for the school. You know, if it was like a physical place in real life, what I would want it to look like. And I used Dolly and another AI tool. I can't think of the name right now. It's not Midjourney, but yeah, you have to go check those out and let me know what you think because I had so much fun creating that. And that's just kind of like what I love about AI and that kind of imagery is that it's like this place doesn't exist, but you can make it exist. You can create it. So, oh, I forgot one of the best parts. If you sign up now, as it's still, we're still kind of in the early enrollment phase, you will get access to every workshop that I'm planning this year in 2024. Um, I'm going to be doing workshops every quarter that, you know, can pay for individually. But if you sign up for the course this round before February, let's just say January 2024, you're going to get a free invite to every single one of those. And anything else that I plan that I, any other workshop, challenge, that sort of thing, you'll automatically get like a hall pass to all of those. So that is going to be like around $600 value. So definitely if you're thinking about it, don't wait till later in the year, go for it now and you will get access to all of those. So yeah, I think that's it. I'll talk to you next week.